as a child who grew up in the 80s and 90s, one of the great movie series was Back to the Future. For the younger kids that might be here who haven't gotten the privilege yet to view these, might I say, classic films, let me just give you the premise here. There's a DeLorean, which is actually this really cool car that's doors opened up. Um, a DeLorean time machine that this crazy scientist invented. And this crazy doc, he trusted a high school student to drive this thing into the past and then back to the future. See why it's named Back to the Future? But there were a couple sequels also, and one of those, they traveled far into the future. And while the movie director and the set producer already knew what the past looked like in that first movie and how to, to arrange the set and what type of clothes to wear, they could only use their imaginations, their creativity, to envision what the future would look like in the sequel. Now, they had to, to be creative and to think. What would the future hold? Would there be flying cars? Would there be tennis shoes that tied themselves? One of the great things that, as a child, I loved in the movie was this idea of a hoverboard. Now, yes, you kids have hoverboards today, but these were not the same as the hoverboard in Back to the Future. The hoverboard in Back to the Future did not have wheels attached to it. It literally hovered above whatever it was, was under it, whether it was the ground, whether it was the side of the wall, never touching what it was hovering over. It was pretty cool. But hovering, hovering in and of itself, is not always cool. If famous Norwalkians like Jason Momoa or Sarah Routh were here today and I hovered around them, it would not be cool. <laughs> not for them and really not for me either as I would rather interact with them, to shake their hand, to not simply hover. As a child, it stressed me out every time I had a teacher who would walk around the classroom hovering overhead to see how I was doing with my work. As an adult, I still do not like people hovering over me. I don't like it when someone's reading over my shoulder or invading my personal space. It's frustrating. It's so frustrating, in fact, it makes me want to turn to that person and simply yell, go away. That frustration, that hovering, that's how Jesus felt in our text today. That's what he was thinking about with these temptations that are hovering over him. Hungry? Just make some bread. Want more power? Just tell me what I want to hear. Now the author and I differ on our opinion of the source of these temptations. As a pastor, believe it or not, I'm just as human as you are, meaning I have the mental capacity to form my own opinion. It changes from time to time, minute to minute, if you ask Travis. But it doesn't mean that my opinion is necessarily right, but it does mean that that's where I am in that moment. One of the beautiful parts of being a disciple, big D, disciples of Christ, 
is that we don't claim to have everything figured out, and we can agree to disagree on the non-essentials and still come to the table together. So, as I stated, the author and I disagree as to the source of Jesus' temptations. I believe Jesus was both fully human and fully God. By being fully human, that means their doubts, their temptations, our minds wander. I don't believe there's a spiritual being out there intentionally deceiving humans. I believe we do that all on our own. I think that's a hard thing for a lot of people to grasp and to understand, that our human nature isn't perfect. We love that we were made in God's image. We love that God said we were very good. We don't want to admit to our imperfections and our sinful nature. We don't want anyone to think of us as being less than anything than what our culture and society thinks we should be. We don't want to believe bad things can come from us. We don't like taking or accepting blame. We hover over our true feelings, our internal humanity. We refuse to claim it or to own it or at times even recognize it. Jesus is taking the time to get to know himself, to get to know his own humanity and the ugly truth that lies within it. This humble servant whom others are following everywhere, well, deep down, he wants to rule over people. It's why it's his temptation. Deep down, he wanted the world to know that he was much more than mere mortal. It's why it was his temptation. Deep down, his physical human body needed to be fed It's why it was a temptation. Yet through this process of exploring himself, he was able to discern from those temptations what his calling was. Through these deep reflection times in life, we discern who we are and what we have passion for, what we have a desire for. Through these deep reflection times, we realize who we are, and who we are called to be. Sometimes as we figure this out and go through the discernment process, we have to get creative, hoverboard creative, thinking about new things, things that do not yet exist. But we can't just hover around those ideas. We have to actually engage, to interact, to physically dive in. We have a card ministry here because someone had this creative vision for something that they hadn't ever seen before. We have an ELL class here for Somali women because someone had this crazy creative idea to make one from scratch. We have this new Boy Scout group for girls that's going to start meeting here very soon. They're not Girl Scouts and they want you to know that they're not Girl Scouts. They do the same thing as Boy Scouts, but it's for girls. Our callings don't always fit into neat, already formed boxes. And praise God they don't. 
because there are a ton of ways that we can better the world around us. And when each one of us does our part and ventures out and explores our own gifts, our callings into this world, we bring a piece of heaven back into this world. So venture out and explore yourself. Accept what you see and figure out how good can come of it. Then go out and make it happen. As Travis said, you've got this. If you need help, if you need support, that's why we're here. You don't have to do it all by yourself, but you do need to find your passions, your callings, and bring those crazy dreams to life. Amen? Amen. Let us read our song of response, number 575, verses 1 and 2.